What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Today is March 7th, coming to you a little bit early on a Monday night this week. Uh, I am Dan Carter, the host of the Top 10% Podcast, and we got a real special guest for you today, so uh, stay tuned and uh, listen in for a great show. Thanks. (laughs) Bro, I just shot T-Bar. Oh my God. This episode of the Top 10% Podcast is brought to you by Top 10% Hunting Headquarters, located in Coldwater, Michigan, your premier AR manufacturing outlet. Let's get back to your host, Dan Carter, of the Top 10% Podcast. Eric Haas has tied it up with one swing of the bat. Started with an Eric Haas home run. Eric Haas. Haas. Now the 2-1. Drives Did he get it? deep left center field. That ball is gone! Uh-oh. Drives one to deep left field. That ball is gone! Eric Haas continues to beat up teams on the road. In the Tigers to lead. Bad power sends this one to deep left field. No Back way! On That's gone again! <laughs> He's unbelievable! Welcome to the Top 10% Podcast. I am your host, Dan Carter. Welcome back, everyone, to a... This is going to be kind of a free-for-all show with a uh, a very uh, special guest. we got two very special guests. Yeah, well, we got another one on here, too, but we'll, we'll, just, we'll get to him in a minute. So, uh, without really needing any kind of introduction to, I guess, Michigan... <laughs> Guys are gonna know as soon as uh, as soon as we say his name. But uh, Eric Haas, welcome, welcome on with us, man. Cool. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem. So I'm just gonna let you give a little introduction about yourself. Uh, kind of tell us a little a little bit about your history, and then we'll dig into how I don't know how we tie baseball and uh, and hunting and everything together. So tell us, man. Yeah. So uh, grew up just outside Detroit in Westland. Um, Went to uh, Divine Child High School in Dearborn. Uh, baseball kind of took off for me um, in there and met my wife. And, um, you yeah, know, we've been together ever since. But uh, I signed to play professionally out of high school with the Cleveland Indians draft in the seventh round. Um, grinded for the minor leagues in seven, eight years and uh, finally got that call with Cleveland. So it was cool to experience that. But um, 2020 got traded back to Detroit. And um, obviously the COVID year kind of put a damper on that. Right. But um, 2021 was uh, was pretty good for me and, and my family, so it kind of took off. That's awesome. It's good to hear. Good to have you back in Michigan. You know, I mean, we wouldn't have wanted you to go to that Ohio State place <laughs> anyway, but nonetheless. So, give me a little bit more on the baseball side. Give me some more baseball history. Uh, we'll dig a little deeper into your hometown and a couple other things mm-hmm. from that. But uh, allude a little bit more about baseball for you. Yeah, so people kind of always ask me, you know, when did it start? When did it start getting serious? Honestly, don't remember when it started. You know, I was just from as early as I could remember playing baseball was just something I always did. Um, 
I played other sports too, hockey, football, you know, just whatever season it was, that's what I played. But um, baseball was always the most serious. It's what I had the most fun playing. So um, it just kind of got uh, progressively more, more and more kind of baseball centric as okay. I started getting older. And uh, you know, growing up, I had a, a 12 called car pole barn in the backyard and we had a, a cage hung up in there and, and some some old weights and old carpet tiles and stuff that we just kind of makeshift through together and this will be the barn that everybody references yeah, right yeah, yeah okay. so that's uh that's where a lot of it kind of started you know um just pretty much every day back there hitting and then it started getting more and more serious you know got a heater in there all through the winter months started getting sure. more serious um sometimes whole whole teams in there you know 10 to 12 guys in there at once and, and your dad was a coach too i know he caught, mm-hmm. coached you through youth and everything yep, right yeah okay. so um you know pretty much every day it was just going back there and hitting and, and doing what i could and um you know then once i said once i got to high school started getting a little more serious started getting some college offers rolling in and then um kind of started taking off from there and um, obviously coming from this area, not a whole lot of guys get drafted out of high school. So I really didn't know, um, if that was going to be a possibility. And, um, my senior year, I was already committed to go to Ohio state like you did <laughs> to earlier, but, uh, um, ended up getting drafted by Cleveland in the seventh round. And, um, I thought that was the best choice. So that's what I took. Sure. Sure. And, and ultimately now looking back at it, I mean, there was a lot of work involved, but mm-hmm. it, it's paid off Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more we could dig into baseball, but everybody knows your baseball story. So let's dig into the hunting side. Mm-hmm. I know you and I talked already, and the hunting thing didn't come into play for you until later on, mm-hmm. even though you had some exposure and things like that, but just not as much. Mm-hmm. So what? Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so growing up, I mean, I was pretty much all boy, you know, like shooting guns and doing whatever I could, but I was never really into hunting. You know, it wasn't big in my family, and... Um, never against it, but just, you know, I wasn't exposed to it. You know, it's just, um, obviously in Michigan, it, it's big every, every time fall rolls around, that's every, all everyone ever talks about. Yeah, November friend. 15th, you know, and all those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, that kind of was always there and I was aware of it and, um, I just never really got into it. You know, baseball took up so much of my time, you know, we're playing fall baseball or doing my off season training. It was just never, never something that I got into. And um, then I kind of started to fall in love with archery. I got a hand-me-down bow and just kind of mm-hmm. self-taught how to how to shoot and started figuring it out. And um, I thought, you know, it'd be really cool if I could hunt, you know, gather something that, that I shot and self-taught. And first time I drew back on a deer, you know, two-year-old doe, nothing crazy at all, but just, you know, shaking at my knees, about fell out <laughs> of the damn stand, you know, not wearing a harness or anything. Right. And, um, you know, from that moment on, I let that, uh, you know, let the arrow go and, and shot that doe and it just, you know, took off from there and, you know, have a lot of, a lot of thanks to let Brent over here kind of expose me to a lot of stuff. And, um, I'm really good friends with his son Hunter. So when, uh, baseball was kind of taken off for Hunter, you know, I had all the, the know-how and you know, wherewithal to kind of give him the, you know, pass the torch kind of baseball stuff. And he's grown up hunting his whole life. So he was kind of doing the same for me. It's a fair trade, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, you know, when I kind of went out with him and sat a couple of times, it's like, okay, now, this is what I should be doing, you know, not, sure. not messing around in public land, guns going off everywhere. Well, and not only that, I mean, I think it's, it, and I don't think that everybody thinks from a different perspective sometimes when they when they think professional athlete, they think that you guys, the stressors that you have are different than the stressors that we have mm-hmm. as an, every day, but there's still that there, and that hunting mm-hmm. really gives you a release and able to get into the field and, and kind of unplug and unwind when... Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many crazy things going on with the industry. I mean, obviously, we won't talk about what's going on with the industry right now, but yeah, no, right. <laughs> um, it, it's one of those things that I think it definitely gives you 
um, gives you a secondary passion, mm-hmm. you know, and it, as hard as you work towards, we'll call it passion one, passion two, mm-hmm. um, as, as hard as you work towards the baseball side, how do you play that into now being an outdoorsman? How do you play that into your outdoor side? Is there, is there anything that you could say that is similar or things that, uh, that you use in the field that you, mm-hmm. you would apply in the field? I think the only real similarities are obviously patience. You know, like mm-hmm. we play 162 games a year. There's a lot of highs, lows, and stuff. It's the exact same thing as hunting and um, you know, performing under pressure. You know, first time drawing back on deer, just heart heart rate through the roof, and you know, same exact thing when you're walking up to the box. You know, you got a job to bottom do. bottom of the ninth. Yeah, you're trying <laughs> to get it done exactly. Um, but for me, I just love that it's the total opposite. You know, we travel to every big city. You know, staying at you know hotels, um, just. All day, every day, it's like clockwork, you know, every Wednesday and Sunday, we're out to the next place, you know, home for a week, whatever. And then, you know, in uh, you know October, I get to walk out into the woods where it's just complete silence and peace and it's yeah. the exact opposite. And, you know, I've just come to love that and appreciate it more every time I come home from the season. It's just, you know, just a release from, from everything else. More of an opportunity to just relax and unwind. Yeah. Probably takes that, that edge off to immediately mm-hmm. i know for me that's that's kind of an escape for me so um I'll, i'm gonna we, open we broke it we broke it and you mentioned brent lay big mm-hmm. brent lay is our second guest <laughs> yep brent's been top 10 since day one mm-hmm. well they tried to recruit me for a little something else but it, it just didn't fit the <laughs> format so we had, to, we had to bring him back to reality me and kyle did um we so, had to go there oh, of course we're going there <laughs> Top 10, true and true, and Brent's been a big part of Top 10, and we're very thankful. And we know you're thankful for Hunter and Brent for oh, definitely. introducing you a lot more to the wild side of things. So mm-hmm. very cool to see you two guys here together. And I know Hunter is one of our guys, and mm-hmm. we, we love Hunter. For sure. And we love what you're doing with Hunter. We're, we're, all, we're all like, man, let's go, Hunter, get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get it. Let's go. It's kind of like easy on both of our fronts, you know. It's like the baseball stuff. Like I've already went down those roads. I've already made those failures and stuff. So it's like if I can kind of streamline that process for him, you know, it's um, it's just helped both of us, you know, kind um, you know, aligning goals. You know, I had already been to the big leagues, trying to stay there. He's obviously trying to work his way to get up there. So um, you know, working towards the same thing. I mean, we just kind of hit it off right away. And once we started training together, it was. Um, very easy for us to just you know go in and and do what we had to do and then um, the first time I went and sat with him I actually shot a deer but it was just you know the exact same thing the first time I was in the woods with him it's like okay this is this is what I should be doing and I'm sure he was the exact same way on the baseball side like oh I didn't think of it like that or okay this is what I should be doing and you know since then you know we talk pretty much every every other day so it's been pretty awesome it is pretty awesome what, Brian what do you what do you um what do you think, think of the relationship between? Uh, Eric's been, he's been great to me and my family, man. I mean, just as the mentor for Hunter, not just being his buddy, but, you know, I mean, just someone to look up to, you know. Once with baseball, you know, as a parent, because obviously Kyle played, and, you know, once you get up to a certain point, you know, there's no more what dad can do, you know. So at about the age of 14, 15, you know, we, I coached him just like you coached Kyle, and you know we coached all the way through. But at some point, they just figure it out and know more than you. And so, you know, obviously he's, of course, he's going to look up to Eric, and um, you know Eric's 
been a, like I said, been a great mentor for him. And just, it, it's been very comforting for me knowing that, you know, somebody can, you know, line him up in the right direction and give him the advice that he can give him. And obviously, you know, for the baseball part, that's great. And then the, when it comes to the hunting, I, I haven't sat with Hunter in a tree stand in probably three years because of Eric. So every time we go out, he wants to go with Eric, and they sit together, and I don't ever get to see my that's a, hang out with my that's son the anymore. Thing. When we got when he got to fifteen, we knew our we knew our goal, we knew our passion. It was it was it was hunting, yeah, being creators and 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 trying. And now Kyle being our um, basically our CEO of the whitetail side and running things and pushing. Awesome, pushing us to new heights. It it is, you know, cherish those moments, man, because they go they go real fast. They go real fast. So that's advice for you, Big mm-hmm. Hoss. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. your time's coming. So <laughs> yeah. cherish those moments. Get every second you can in the woods, and we we know how hard it is for you being a professional. And man, we anything top ten percent could do to help your hunt, help your. Oh, for Relaxation. sure. Relaxation. We, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You, got, you didn't even come. You, did they come to they come to the property at all? We said Hunter did. Hunter did. Yeah, I think he left you at home. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. yeah, he didn't want you to. Yeah. No, was he, he, the offer there. was to him. <laughs> no, he told me day one. You know, hey, we got this property. You got to get out there. And it's just, you know, obviously, wife and four kids. My son's back in school now, full time, um, in person. So, um, you know, life just kind of kind of gets going on top of my own training and stuff. It's um, ends up being kind of tough, but um, you know I definitely cherish those hours that I do get to get to spend out there. And he's got a new baby, yeah, baby girl. Congrats! Yep. Congrats. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Four kids. Four. Yeah. Four kids. Pro baseball and hunter. Busy. 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 Yeah, that's why I cherish those fish, days. Either. You know, it's like obviously I try to do the most for my kids, and they're uh, they're in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu right now. So, oh wow! Okay. Um, they love doing that, and um, like I said, my boys in school, my <laughs> my <laughs> girls going next year. So um, you know, we're really kind of taking that next step into you know the, the next uh, kind of chapter of our life. So um, you know, the hunting aspect has been you know that exact uh, exact same way. It's trying to kind of expand on it and you know keep going. Well, the fortunate you mentioned and alluded to that earlier with with your wife, she's been along through all of that. So that kind of helps that situation, too, where you guys have obviously formed a great team to be Mm -hmm. able to parent and deal with all the craziness of travel and everything like that, which I'm sure is I can only imagine. So, yeah. I mean, no, we just uh, we made it a point. You know, uh, we were together since sophomore year of high school, and she was with me in the college selection when I got drafted. Um, we ended up getting married really young, and she came with me that, that first full season. And um, we just made a point. You know, we're not going to wait to start our lives or start a family or anything. It's you know why. And right. um, that was probably the best decision we ever made. You know, um, looking back, didn't always have a whole lot of money. You know. Um, sleeping on other people's couches and, and whatnot through the minor leagues. Um, People don't understand that part. They mm-hmm. think that immediately when you're in, they think you're getting the paychecks, and it mm-hmm. doesn't always work that way. Yeah, especially in my case, you know, um, I went to the to the length of my contract with Cleveland, and it, you know, it took me seven years to get to the big leagues, and um, you know, nine years to to stay there. So sure, um, it's definitely been a long road, but I think not waiting was definitely the the best decision we've ever made. I mean. Um, once my son kind of came into the mix, that kind of put things into perspective and kind of starts that clock ticking. But, um, you know, now with, with four, it was just, you know, baseball is kind of always going to end someday, but, you know, our relationship isn't. And, right. um, you know, we take that very seriously. So it's been great for us. 
That's awesome. And I think then you can pick up more on the hunting side too. Then you'll be able to get that escape. You know, mm-hmm. obviously we know with, with four kids, you're going to need a break from mm-hmm. those at, at times too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have my son out there. He actually sat in, a, in an elevated with, uh, with Hunter and I, and just the full experience fell asleep a couple of times, like saw a deer and shouted, Oh, there's a deer. It was like ruined <laughs> it, but it was just a blast, you know, right. having him out there for the first time, just kind of starting that cycle again. And I'm sure you guys are just chock full of stories the, the same way, you know, taking your kids out there and stuff. So um, it's been great. And I mean, I always tell my kids that um, these are skills that, you know, they don't lose value. You know, it's not like not at all. It's not like baseball, you know, where it could be gone or, you know, you unplug a video game. You don't have those skills anymore. It's like, you know, um, hunting and providing for your family is going to be something that's, you know, as old as time. And that's what we've done for, you know, since we've been on this planet. So sure. those are always going to be skills. And um, I take that, you know, very seriously. You know, we eat everything that I've shot and the kids love it. And it's just, a, it's cool to kind of start that cycle. When you start that cycle and you, you, like you said, you bring them up to have that exposure to eating and, and, you know, wild game and, and getting out there and seeing what it's about and, and going through each and every, um, you know, each and every piece of that, you see that growth with them, you know, that is different. They bond with things differently than, you know, we talked about that a little bit last week in that podcast too, about getting, getting kids involved as much as we can, just to, you know, our industry, you know, to grow the industry. And I hate to call it an industry, but, you know, I guess the, you know, we'll call it the, the brethren. Oh, you snuck it in. I did. <laughs> I got crap. you on that one. That um, is bull crap. Oh, I had, I had to get it in before you did. So, but. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> but, yeah, the, I, I think there's, there's a lot to be said. And it, it kind of goes, it goes hand in hand with the coaching and hand in hand with, you know, the team aspect and, and, you know, everything that, that we do as parents to pass on that, those traditions. And, and you start having those opening days and those, mm-hmm. all those things where, you, you know, even, even, you know, myself, my, my dad doesn't live here in the state, but it's still one of those things where I'm constantly trying to get there mm-hmm. to him and hunt and fish and do all those things with him. And it, you know, you, you capitalize on those moments, like, like you said, Scott, trying to be able to to get out there as much as possible and, and enjoy that. Even Brent, you're yeah. One minute I'm talking to Brent, and he FaceTime me and be in Chelsea. Twelve hours later, he's down in Tennessee. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> how'd you water. get a helicopter and you didn't tell me about it? This is so crap. How'd you get down? I drove all night. Yeah, that's we're gonna it. go fishing with my dad. Yep, that's that's me too. There you go. Yeah. Well, guys, I, let's add. You know, I, we got we got a room full today. I mean, we got Kyle, we got Scott, and and Brent in here with it with Eric as well. So, get Cooter over there. He's he's micless today, but um, you know, sometimes that's best for Cooter to just sit over there and not say anything. But nonetheless, like guys, let's 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 kind of open it up. Like questions, you know, that you guys may have for for Eric or Eric for us. Like let's let's kind of roundtable this thing a little bit. I'll start. I know you will. When you. Get behind the camera and let, let you know when you want to get filmed. Oh, see we'll the put word. you on a deer. Yeah, that's been the biggest thing. Um, we'll put you on a good deer, not not a half right, <laughs> Brent. <Whoa. Yeah. laughs> kind of seeing, you know, he went uh, there, Brent. Sorry. Yeah, what well, a, Damon uh, shot all his big deer at age two. Kind of seeing, not, you know, we're what not a, editing it either. <laughs> The more time I spend in the game, the more I'm kind of getting comfortable with, like, what an off-season looks like, you know, how much time I need to, to prepare for the next year, you know, how much work I need to do to stay ready. Um, you know, I never feel like I'm more than um, two and a half weeks away from going to play. You know, I know what my body needs, what I need to do training-wise, where I feel like I can turn it on, you know, 
um, I can build up, you know, as quickly as I have to. So um, to, to just know what I need to do with the workload and, um, you know, what my family schedule is like, you know, just uh, get in that routine and um, where I can carve out some pockets, you know, where I can spend a couple of days and trying to, you know, the more I'm learning, try to line it up with, you know, what the conditions are looking like and, right. you know, what's what's wind looking like and stuff like that. So um, the more I'm kind of getting comfortable with that, it's it's been getting a little easier. November 1st. Mm-hmm. November 1st. So yeah. if, even the last week of October, mm-hmm. if you but, get a window, those are your windows. Yeah. You're going to get the best. And you do take boat. a trip, don't you? Like usually early November, mm-hmm. you go up north, though, right? Yep. So uh, one of my buddies, uh, childhood friend, they have um, like a little 30-acre 30 30 parcel up in uh, Kalkaska County, and it's surrounded by state land uh, on all sides. So we go up there, and, um, you know, it's mostly just kind of shooting the shit with the boys. You know, it's a, it's a deer camp with, you know, lifelong <laughs> friends. And, right. Um, yeah, I mean, the hunting is... <laughs> I'm just teasing It's what it is, you know. It's, uh, Sophomore it's, year, he's a traditionalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely more, um, you know, shooting the shit with lifelong friends. And, you know, if, if someone shoots a deer, it, it's great, you know. But right. most of the time, it's um, just cooking good meals at the cabin, you know, just, just being up there, you know, just hanging out. I mean, you're you're like the the epitome of a. Everybody's like, yeah, that's the cornerstone of a Superman. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you got it all put together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if any of us in this room have put it th- together that well. No, so that's fantastic. It yeah. really is. Thank you guys. Yeah, that's what it's all about, too, man. That, that's a trip problem. like that. You know, mm-hmm. going up there, hanging out with the buddies. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the camaraderie of the the whole situation. Brethren. I knew it was coming. Brethren. <laughs> yeah, the brethren. It, it's it makes it like you said, whether they kill or you don't kill. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't or harvest or however you want to. You know, they won't, we don't edit that stuff around here. But our, it's some of our best memories for for hunting, like me and Brent, when we we went to Ohio and about, about Brent didn't have the best of conditions, but we'll never forget the memories of <laughs> of. Brent. <laughs> I can see where this is going. <laughs> Brent standing in the rain. I heard something about you sleeping in an outhouse, Brent. Is that right? That's terrible. Oh, I don't. I'm <laughs> That's terrible. the kind of stuff, though, where it's like you know oh, that camp. We we've shot in one deer in the last three years, but right. we just go up there. We have a blast have a great every time, time, right? Yeah. It's like the stories that come out of it. You know, like oh, so and so got his truck stuck in the mud. You know, just. <laughs> Digging them out all night, missed a day of hunt, whatever it is. Sleeping in an outhouse, apparently. <laughs> well, as long as you're Stuff not like that, you're not yeah. on the raw end of the deal every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was you were not on the wrong, uh, raw end of the deal. Well, time. unfortunately, Brent. I only stood in the rain for two hours. <laughs> That's the first. Just rem- just remember. That was day one. <laughs> every train has to have a caboose. Oh. Just, I mean, just has to. My goodness. <laughs> It's not so. even fair. I get there. <laughs> I'm the only one that doesn't get a bed. I literally a slept futon. on a broke down futon. <laughs> what? What are you over there? Kyle's over there laughing because he knows he was down there in the master suite. <laughs> you, know. you overcame all odds. What's that? You overcame all <laughs> odds. Yeah, you survived. He didn't even, he didn't even draw He's his back. back. Yeah. No. No. We're not even going to go there. Let's just... We'll move on we from that trip. We had some good memories. We, oh, sure. we had a blast. We had a, we now, we really at, did. At night, where we we actually had uh, sat down, had dinner together. Oh no, right, yeah. Had a shot of bourbon. We we do smoke yeah. a big cigar. I think I had a wig on at one point. Yeah, <laughs> I may yep. have seen pictures so, of that. I oh think yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, we, you know, we had a blast. No, we had a great time. We had yeah. a good time. But yeah. the 
like you said, Eric goes. He look, you look forward to that trip with mm-hmm. your buddies, and no matter what, you 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 know what I mean. That's hunting. Mm-hmm. That is hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Success is just a, the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. It and is. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that suck while you're doing them, and then you look back and you're like, wow, let's do that again. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's deer camp every single year when we go up there. It's like oh, harsh conditions, whatever. Might not even see a deer the whole time, but it's like just bullshit in the cabin doing yep. stuff. It's like stuff that you'll never get back. You know. And, and I think that you probably put that up against everybody around that, you know, especially here in Michigan and in our, our deer camp traditions. I think everybody has had that experience and that's why they go. Mm-hmm. They go to hang out with family. They go to hang out with friends. Yeah, they, they, they want to kill a deer. You know, they, they just want to do those things that involve hunting. But more so, it's the escape and the camaraderie. The brother. <laughs> right. So, you know, it, it's just one of those things that, that uh, we all do enjoy and, and, and it makes a common, a common ground too that like, like Scott said, we can apply, you know, start getting around that 28th, 29th of October and that first week all the way up to about the 7th mm-hmm. starts getting really, really prime in a lot of locations well, around like, here. I like, I like success. I do too. I don't have success. <laughs> so you know, you're a pro, so you got success. So our pedicle <laughs> of, is this our world series is, is yeah. getting mm-hmm. serious about it. So, I mean, that's what we're mm-hmm. trained for 365 days a year. So I get it. We're just, ain't nobody signing checks for the, mm-hmm. for what we do. So, but it's what we do. It's our, it's our world series. It's that's why, how you know I, you love it. You know, yeah, that, like, is, that is the love. Obviously people aren't seeing that. Well, obviously with you guys filming and stuff, people are kind of getting a glimpse, but they're not out there with you. They're not boots on the ground and, and checking it out. and I, I got to share the story. He had all the talent in the world in baseball. Kyle did. Everybody knew it. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready to go to one of the biggest tournaments in the, in the state. I mean, it's one of the top ones. I got our top tier pitcher stayed with us the whole year. Dion. And I said, Dion, where's Kyle, where's Kyle at? He said, he's down, down in the woods chasing one of them pterodactyls. I said, what? <laughs> Turkey season. Pterodactyl. I've heard this story. Yeah, he says, he down there messing with them pterodactyls again. I said, what? He said, the big birds. I go running down and get back there, and he throws a hand up, and he's in his, his baseball uniform, throws hands up. I'm like, wait, wait. Hold on. I got a bird, and he's on the rope. I go right into hunting, too. Forget it. I mean, they can start without us. <laughs> right? Aren't you the coach? <laughs> His assistant coaches. <laughs> they, were, assistant. They, they prayed every day that I got in an accident. They didn't want, <laughs> we just wanted to hunt. It was like, oh, man, I jumped back behind her. And that bird hung up. And he gobbled up. He shaved his head. Boom. It's that bird right there. Okay. Right there. Big spurs. Almost, what is that? Three, Almost three-inch spurs. Uh, not quite three. They're big. They're two-inch spurs. Yeah. Two and three-quarters. So, three solid, sounds better. Solid two and <laughs> I mean, a quarter. Ain't nobody can see it as podcast, so we, we, we give it a <laughs> yeah. half an inch. Three and a half. They're huge. Probably never shoot a bird that big again. It's definitely a limb hanger, for sure. You get the bird, come up, and Dion says, oh, my God, I told you it was a fucking pterodactyl. <laughs> you hillbillies are screwing up my baseball. Oh, man, it's a pterodactyl. What y'all going to do? We're going to eat it, Dion. I'm not eating that. <laughs> Corn chucking. He was so mad. He was so mad. And I said, you ain't pitching. <laughs> What's the matter? You're sitting on the bench. That's the kind of stuff, though. Like, you'll remember that forever. You oh, know? forever. It's like, 
Forever. what happened during the game. You know, what happened with the yeah. game you guys were late to. That's what I mean. It's like Yeah, who yeah. Yeah, that part just kind of falls off. Yeah, I threw mm-hmm. a no hitter and hit six home runs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys think, don't have boots on, you need them now. <laughs> we played a little league team first game of the tournament. Oh, I'll get my son stats up. <laughs> Typical coach of Michigan. Oh, Lord. Damon's boy, he go pitch against the little. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, I mean, I, that's that's it, though. I mean, you, you, like Eric said, you know, you pull those stories and those things, and it's those moments that are memorable. It's not, it's not necessarily like you said, Kyle. It's not the game, whether the game, whether you really did throw no hitter and have six home runs, and that bar's irrelevant based on you know the bird that's right here behind me. So let's uh, yeah, we'll let's take never forget that bird. No, not at all. Never. No, no, not, that's not going to go anywhere. Um, let's go a, a different direction and let's talk about what are you hunting your, your hunting goals? What, you know, what are you looking for here? Like now what's next for you? I mean, I know you got the addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's just the biggest thing. Just being out there. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. like I love spending time and staying with, uh, you know, on their property, the hunter and stuff, but, um, I definitely want to get out West. I want to shoot an elk. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to be out there. You know, I just, um, I feel like I have so much time to, to make up on, on that aspect where baseball just kind of took up so much of that time. And I want to, you know, share that with my kids and, you know, have them kind of start that cycle and, and get them into it and stuff. And, um, you know, that's just kind of want to take it, you know, um, day by day as far as, or season by season, if you want to sure. go by that. Yeah. But, um, obviously, you know, hunting whitetails in Michigan is, is something that's going to be a staple, you know, that I want to do for, however much longer I'm on this earth, but, um, I definitely want to get into some bears and hogs and just kind of whatever, you know, whatever kind of presents itself, but just hunting um, as a general. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I like archery more than anything. Um, even more than hunting, you know, just shoot in the garage, work on shots, weekends, whatever it is. Um, um, you know, Cam Haynes kind of got me into it a little bit. And, um, you know, then once I kind of got onto the um, the knock on stuff with John Dudley, it's just, wow, you know, kind of old my eyes to the archery stuff. And that was really consuming and, um, you know, hunting kind of, kind of came after that. And like, once I said, once I drew back on that first year, I knew it was something I want to do forever. So, um, you know, kind of the, the killing comes secondary to just being out there and, right. you know, being involved with the whole process. Yeah. I think it's, it's got alluded to that earlier is, is we want to be successful. We really mm-hmm. do we want to have great success no matter what you're doing. But from the hunting side, I think it's, it's, there's something else that you take away from it, whether mm-hmm. like we alluded to there already with the camaraderie or, you know, you're, you're looking at just, um, just gaining something from just the exposure and, and being passionate mm-hmm. about something else. I mean, like you said, baseball may go away for you, mm-hmm. but that hunting's definitely not. And then with your kids coming up behind you and you teaching them, it's, it's definitely going to be something that's going to be there for a while. Um, what you said a lot about the archery side, so you, you know, what's, uh, give me some things that you enjoy, man, with the archery. What's, what's your favorite thing to do with it? Like, I mean, I mean I'm, everybody wants to, you know, hit and do fielding drills and mm-hmm. do whatever. Those are all fun. And, and they talk to you about that stuff all the time and talk mm-hmm. about training. So let's talk about the archery training that you do. Yeah. I mean, I got a couple just 3d targets up in the backyard, 20 yards. And, you know, I put a little, uh, capped nail in there and I'm trying to just obviously hit that every time, but, um, it's just kind of a way to, um, little meditation outside of the stuff that I do in my training. You know, I, I obviously do all the lifting, the running, the baseball stuff. And, right. um, you know, that's like, 
um, I can kind of do that in autopilot now. You know, like obviously a lot goes into it effort-wise, but I know what I need to do. It's just that's been the same thing now for 10, 12 years where it's just, okay, this is what I do. That's Go through just, the motions a little bit maybe? I is mean, it? that's just like part of my day. You know, four hours of my day is always set aside to some type of training. You know, and I got my garage set up where I can – you know, do my lifting in there and stuff and, and throw my weight to ball. So if it's a day I can't, you know, get up to the, to the complex to train. But um, other than that, that's just, you know, something I write off every day. Okay, this is what I have to do. But, um, you know, the archery stuff, like I'll sneak off five, ten minutes, you know, here and you there. You shoot every day? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'll have a, you know, a, a Vegas target up in, in the garage with a, you know, American whitetail. Just, nice. um, just you know, it might be five, ten yards, but it's just something to do, you know, kind of mindlessly where I can – like I said, work on shot sequence or just something to do that's not baseball that's very relaxing to me. Keep and running arrows through the rest. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, you know, one after another. And, you know, if I can, I feel like if I can you know, hit a penny that close and, you know, hopefully I can keep working out. There's, and there's a lot to be said with that. And that goes back to the, the early days of the old, uh, you know, influence of your father, I'm sure, with the hitting coach side. Mm-hmm. You just keep hitting that ball over and over and over in exactly. the barn. Mm-hmm. It, it creates that repetition repetition becomes habit and then habit becomes practice Mm -hmm. and in the end it gets results so that's awesome i mean we all like to shoot as well which part training lifting for four Uh hours a day right yeah four hours hours a day it's about what i do how much you are not doing four hours a day (laughs) lifting bourbons is not training hey (laughs) i mean i'm in i'm Four hours of bourbons a day, for sure. Four I'm, hours a day. Yeah, you, I mean it's not always four hours. I mean, like earlier in the off season, where I'm able to hunt a little bit more. Uh, most of the time, I can drop it down to three, four days a week, where I just have to stay physically in shape. You know, I might not be doing, I might might not always be taking ground balls or doing my catching stuff, where I'm just mostly staying in shape physically, where I can pick back up baseball stuff pretty quickly because I haven't let myself, you know, kind of lapse and. Um, I personally don't like taking a whole lot of time off because if I take four or five weeks off at the end of the season, it might take me four or five weeks to build back up to where I was at the end of the season. So it's a lot easier for me to just kind of stay on the gas, you know, when it comes to that. But, um, you know, now obviously I, I love his work ethic. Like that's true. It's a, he's a true, he's a true, yeah. you're a true pro. And in our industry, be consistently good at something you've got to go through after it yeah consistency is the key to everything especially in baseball i mean um you know unfortunately my time with cleveland when i got called up you know i get one at bat you know maybe on sunday might not get another one till wednesday and these are the best guys in the world you know so it's like you can take all the practice you want off the tee or in the cage but you step in there with the best guys in the world and it's like here's a hundred and you haven't seen a live pitch in four or five days like it sneaks up on you right Reality there. Check. Yeah, yeah, so then, you know, you take four or five weeks off in the off season, then you got to build all the way back up to, to get to there. So I try not to let it, you know, slip more more than that. But, um, yeah, I mean, just kind hey, of hey, you got to have your pants like tailored, right? The, the guy's <laughs> legs are like tree trunks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you talking about him? It, yeah. Not you, Brad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, seriously, you're, you're, you're yeah. catcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's just the thing. I mean, just that consistent work, you know, now we're going on a, a decade more where it's just day in and day out. Um, you know, I take a lot of pride in doing that work. I mean, this past year was the first time I was on the, the DL in my entire professional career. And um, there's a little flare up on my back. But um, other than that, I mean, just putting that work in day in and day out has allowed me and, and bought me 
far more opportunity than, than what I thought that I was deserved or, you know, a lot of guys that had way more talent than me that I just purely outworked. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. So being a catcher, you just take a beating. And that's the thing. I mean, that's that's the whole thing with the catching position. There's so much more that goes into it off the field. Like, if I if I broke down a day to you what it was like, you know, at the field, I don't think you'd believe how much stuff that we go through, um, scouting report, scouting reports, pregame work, um, meeting with the starting pitcher for that day, meeting with the bullpen guys once a series, um, going over all the stuff that we have on the wristbands, um, Signs coming from the bench, just the all in, yeah, all inclusive. The game's all in front of you. And um, this past year with AJ adding left field to the mix, a little bit of first base. It's just like, and I was at the field <laughs> a long time before those lights before those lights came on. So yeah, it takes wow. a lot. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. But, man, but the work the work side of the it work though. Awesome. Yeah, but like when you know you kind of you you said something about that earlier too. There's people in our industry doing the stuff we're doing that he's doing all that. And he's still shooting his bow every day. I know tons of guys that they ain't shooting their bow every day. I'm not shooting my bow every day. It's just that age old. Ad, I ordered you know, a new like one, but that doesn't have nothing to do with that. You'll make time for the things that you love, you know? So obviously right. um, if I can, the more kind of in tune I am with my schedule, the more time it allows me to spend time with my kids. You know, like jujitsu has been great for the kids. I can take them. It's something that they get to enjoy with me, you know, or, you know, just be able to tuck them in every night and whatnot. If I can handle my business earlier in the day now, you know, once I pick my son up from school, you know, then I can be dad, you know, and if I sneak away for five, 10 minutes, half an hour, shoot my ball a couple of times, you know, then I can, Go make dinner, do whatever. You well, know, he's going to be sneaking out there with you to try oh, and yeah. shoot soon. You know, oh, yeah. we get him in here and get him set up. No, I already got him time. Yeah. Like the, the first time sitting is just you know wide eyed had a had a blast. So um, then you know that those are the things that you know, we talked about earlier that I want to you know kind of start those traditions and, and sure. just have it you know build off of that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, 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 good information, and and, and just a good like all around just just knowledge for people that are trying to pursue no matter what you're doing, whether it's baseball or hunting or, or whatever, it's just something that, that everybody should look at and, and try and just be better at whatever they're doing day in and day out. I mean, we try and be positive around here. Mm-hmm. Our shop talks can get a little bit crazy. Anybody that's been any time in here knows that it can go any direction, but ultimately that's what the top 10 is, is about pushing the people when they come in here to be better at what they're doing. We want them to have better equipment. We want mm-hmm. them to, to be able to practice more or understand you know, we're not here. I mean, we do keep some secrets about, you know, certain things, but most things we're pretty open as far as telling and teaching, you know, hey, take this, just like Brent's doing and Hunter's doing with you. Like, mm-hmm. hey, take what we have and we are knowledgeable about mm-hmm. and do what you want with it, but grow and, and, you know, bring it to fruition from that aspect. Exactly. And I think the other side of that too is, there's, and we'll spin back into the 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 catcher side, because I think the myth that everybody thinks the fastest way to the majors is is catching. You know, mm-hmm. they say a lot of times, and I, I I like to laugh at that a little bit when I hear that. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'll let you allude to that. And you know, I mean, it, even with all the work and everything else, it's it's not necessarily the case. So mm-hmm. there, there's so much other stuff that has to go into that. You know, just like you know, the fastest way to kill big deer. No, we're not going to tell that secret. But anyway. <laughs> so, right. Well, and st- no well, well, like Lincoln said, stop shooting small deer, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Sometimes you got to have that neighbor to shoot some small we do. deer. You we got to have that knucklehead out there to do what they do because mm-hmm. it just gives their 20 acres a better opportunity to hide that giant. Mm-hmm. He gets old. He gets five, six years old. and We've spent all of our training, our scouting. They were literally scouting, and we are the catcher back there, mm-hmm. watching, waiting, waiting. Mm-hmm. And when, when it's the year... That's when it's like, bing, bing. Now mm-hmm. we, he's going to follow the same pattern. Creature of habit. He mm-hmm. knows when the neighbors are hunting. He knows they're going to shoot. They know they're going to shoot. It's the scouting them. report. That's the right. nuance of being behind the plate, you know. Yeah. It's like you can have all the computer printed data that you want. And, you know, we have, you know, there's a saying, uh, paralysis by analysis. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you can get behind the plate and you can call a game exactly what the computer says and your picture's just getting absolutely tore up out there. Or right. it's like, you know, you can realize, okay, this guy doesn't have his change-up this day, whatever, you know, <laughs> get in the weeds with yeah, pitch we won't column, go, but it's go like, that far, right? you know, so-and-so might not have this pitch, which is normally his best weapon. Okay, well, we need five or six innings out of him. How can we buckle down and navigate, you know, it. two, three times through this lineup and um, give us a chance to win the ball game? So um, it's the exact same thing, you know, when you walk out there and, let's say you have a you know 200 inch deer that you're chasing it's like okay where are the pockets where i've been seeing them go you know where are the food source blah blah what time of year Absolutely. is it conditions it's, it's the exact same thing you know shit hits the fan it's like okay is my hunt completely ruined or can i still get something out of it you know you might catch a glimpse of them going somewhere else or you know you might see a guy um at bat just completely flip the script from what you have and all of a sudden you know your reports mean absolutely nothing it's right right here right now what do you do you know do you make something out of it or you just pack up your shit and head to the truck you know it doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense well and you know i think there is there's some days where like you know it does that does happen i mean the wind might change and things like that we we just get down and go to the truck Mm -hmm. this ain't gonna work today yeah you know i mean i i hate to say that but sometimes that happens you know especially when you're pursuing big deer you know, and it's the same with the game. I mean, sometimes it's, mm-hmm. you just chalk it up as a loss. That's why you play yeah. 100 and some odd yeah. games to, yep. to get to the end. You know, and it's the same with hunting. I mean, we, we hunt roughly, we use round numbers, we roughly 100 days in, in, in a year. So it's it's a similar, you know, you want to make quality quality sits. Mm-hmm. You want to have quality games. You want to have, you know, quality at bats. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to be said in all that, that there's, there's more comparison than I think what we realize going into this, so. Yeah, and once you get the taste of it, you don't want anything less, no, you know. And no. it's like once I got that taste of the big leagues, and it's like okay, it's this like is what I want hunting. to do. You exactly, wanna, yeah, I know I need to hunt. Exactly, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, you don't want anything else than that, and you know that just becomes an obsession. So you know what sounds crazy, you know, four hours a day. It's like that's easy for me to just okay, that's you know four hours of the day that I'll never have back because I don't want back. You know, it's like I know that I need to put that work in if I want to. You know, experience you know September in the big leagues or you know sure. playing the into October in the big in leagues the postseason and stuff exactly yeah. so um, that just kind of goes hand in hand and you know that's what I'm willing to give it if that's what it takes sure Scott you were gonna say something I think the Tigers got a good catcher uh, yeah <laughs> amen to that big a wholesome catcher at that right yeah family man father hunter mentor. Just trying to leave the world in a better place than I found it. Oh, yeah. God. It's oh, just yeah. melted us in here. It's getting deeper. Uh, if you didn't have the boots, here we go. Yeah. My, do- yeah, my dog wasn't here ready to go home with him earlier. I'm like, geez, Remy, come on, dude. Get off of him. I mean, that's the, the great part about, like, coming in here, right? You know, it's easy just to kind of blend in and just shoot the shit, and everyone's got, you know, different backgrounds and stuff. But um, things bring you together, and, I mean, 
if you only have so much time in the day, like if you're flipping through Twitter, you'll be angry as hell and you know, right. just mad, don't want to do anything. It's like, or you can you know, put it away and, and come shoot the shit and just have a blast and time flies. Yeah, you talk about positive things and, and, you know, trying to, you know, and I say this over and over and over, what motivates you to improve and progress may not be the same thing, but there may be some spark or something from somebody else that, that does change, not necessarily change your path, but it changes a direction that you had or how you go. And, you know, there's just so much to be said about that. You know, the BS times go back to that camaraderie mm-hmm. and everything else. So well, what else, what else you got, Scott? Well, I know I see <laughs> you're like fuming over here. <laughs> with those the, always <laughs> man. He, just, his ears are on fire. Another passion that he has. Cause it kind of screwed me up last year. <laughs> I'm like, you let who? Cause we we're going to do a tournament. Me and uh-huh. other hoss. <laughs> Talking about the dog. What's that? Yeah. You gonna let you let because Jeremy Hawes is our Hawes, uh-huh. right? So I said, I said, Brent, anybody hunting over there? You fine? No, I was like, oh, we gonna kill like five, six dogs over there. So we're gonna do this tournament and uh, talking to Brent, and he's like, yeah, I'm in the air. Oh. I know where it's going. They had that little, he's they had that little call. They call it. you call and say, I'm not fucking coming back. <laughs> <laughs> They had a little call. They had a little call. I'm like, a little call. What, what are you talking? Where are you going, bro? What you, where is this going? And he's like, well, um, and he didn't want to tell me because he knows how I get. He's like, well, they called in two, 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 three, four, five, six. I don't know. It was a lot of dogs and Hawes's gun didn't go off. I said, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> Who the fuck is Hawes? What? What's up, bro? What the hell is this? I mean. I ain't hunted, and I've been having that spot, and you're just going to let some guy named Hawes hunt out there? He's like, it's Eric Hawes, the Detroit Tiger. They suck. And I was mad. I didn't even know how good well you guys were. So bitter. And yeah. I was bitter. I was like, man. Fuse was lit at that dude, point. Really? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Where did he buy his ARs at, too, huh? You didn't tell him we had ARs? No, and, that, and that's the thing. That's was, like one of those stories that I always remember because it was like, you know, um, when, I, when I first started getting into guns, like I said, like it didn't come from family with guns, hunting, anything. It's like, okay, like I'm going to build an AR. Like mm-hmm. what better way to learn about it, you know? So sure. build it. Like, I mean, I had probably put four or 500 rounds through that thing, not even a jam. And I was like, great, you know? And then Hunter's like, dude, there's been bunch of dogs running on the property no one's been out there he's like we got this little call that they found in the in the backyard you know had the little tail on and stuff oh, we're God. like fuck it you know we'll go yeah, out there and try it, it. yeah and no less than 35 40 minutes out there like we're trying you know rack the guns real real quiet and everything i don't get the charging handle all the way in so um, <laughs> it's just you know dead and i have God. no idea all of a sudden it's like one dog come through a valley, two, three, four, five, just running everywhere. We're like, oh, there went shit. your tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> that spot was supposed to be cherry. Oh, and it was. And they got the rabbit distress at yes. level nine, and the and, dogs are like, this thing, what is this thing? They came in hot. And I was like, oh, okay, like, here we go. And like, no less, like 50, 75 yards away, like, got it right in the cross. Like, I'm crosshairs on the snow. Everything's ready. Yeah, just ready. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to take this one down. Like, you get this one over here. <laughs> click nothing goes off i'm like fuck trying to get the charging handle back in there like i'm rounds going everywhere hunters like shooting shit into the trees because i'm like bumping them and stuff trying to get out of the way it's just an absolute shit show like we we killed none of them we're like did you see that like we didn't know what the hell we were doing they came pumped in. with a big story and, yeah we talked to him he's like oh damn and then he calls scott on speakerphone we're all standing around like you wouldn't believe it we saw five dogs he goes wait 
you hunted out there, you fucked up the spot, and you didn't kill him. He's like, you did. You trained He's all. Educated of them. every yeah. one of them. Yeah. He educated all. He's like, well, I'm gonna find another spot to hunt next weekend. Just pissed. But you know what he did? He probably went out there. Yeah, he came out there. Yeah. 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 Did you kill dogs? No. No. They were so rabbit. They, you no. turned on a rabbit to stress, yeah. and they left the county. Yeah. yeah. First of all, you hit about five spots at night, and you didn't kill a dog. Out of any of those spots, well, so I don't, don't know blame how it on spots. Eric and Hunter went hunting. <laughs> it was close. We right? had map all these yeah. spots before. Yeah, it was it was awful. It was weather. It was weather. Weather but, was bad. But but the stars aligned that day, and it didn't even matter what we put out. I mean, it was I just like I don't even know if I knew you guys were going out there. Maybe I don't know. Hunter was just like, "Hey, we're gonna go." Yeah. Check it. we've been seeing these dogs all over the place. No one's been out there. Like Damon yeah. saw like a black one, so he's like, "Oh, we want to go shoot that thing." And sure enough, they just came out. We didn't know what we were doing. Guns jamming, bullets flying everywhere. Uh, the story gets better. Better right now. We got a black dog too. Get <laughs> yeah. a wolf. Do you know? You know though that Ryan put us on one in Ohio. We shot three in one spot. <laughs> shot a Brendel dog. Yeah. Come on. It was a good looking Brendel dog too. Yeah. When? Well, that second, that other one was too, wasn't it? The other was a Brendel dog too, wasn't it? <laughs> not all the way. Well, not quite. But that's the kind of stuff, though. Like, I've told that story to so many of my buddies. are like, why did you tell me that? It's not fun. It's like, dude, if you were there, yeah, you had a blast. Yeah, you would have you know? known, yeah. Bullets flying everywhere, nothing to show for it, but I just had an absolute well, blast. Well, I got I to say, after you came out to the shop and um, got the bow and stuff out here, you um, after that, I was like, all right, that guy's pretty cool. He's down to earth. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, literally, when you if you meet Eric, like, you know, I... You're just a normal hunting dude to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I you try. Know, did, you know, but I sit there and watch some of the baseball stuff. I'm like, oh, man. Dude could really hit and swing mm-hmm. the bat and, and, you know. That's one thing I've always kind of love is, like, kind of putting that work in, in the dark. You know, they're obviously doing a little bit more social media stuff. And, obviously, the stage is bigger, so, you know, you hear a little bit more of it. But, I mean, I've been doing my training, you know, where, where Hunter um, grew up playing his summer ball and stuff. You know, play at the cage in, in Ypsilanti. You know, I've been – I've known – Dish pretty much since I've been six, seven years old. Everybody and, knows Big Dish. Yeah, and playing mm-hmm. against uh, Connor, and you know Connor's one of my best friends now. I hit with him, you know, three, four times a week to this day, and um, I'm still up there, you know, doing all my training, and um, you know, kind of, kind of in the dark. So it's fun to me to kind of go out and, and know the work that I've put in when other people might not have seen it. It's very cool. Yeah, that's no, impressive. it's super cool. It really is impressive, and um, hopefully the Tigers could. could somewhere this year. I think oh, yeah. you guys, you know, yeah. I think mm-hmm. you had a big Cadillac behind there, a big mm-hmm. coach back there, the captain. Yeah. The guy behind the plate, they got a good team. And um, and just the coaching excited. staff. I mean, yeah. the coaching staff just made a statement. You know, you hire guys as qualified as that, and, you know, you're going to – um, you're going to be winning some games, and, and now they're starting to spend a little bit more money getting some of these free agents and pitching, and um, kind of just give them the building blocks to, uh, you know, trust in that coaching staff to kind of turn it around. Yeah, the the tiger, the Michigan love for the Tigers is is, is like oh, it's insane. Know. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, when yeah, I was growing was. up, like you know, going downtown to watch the Tigers play, like you were doing something, you know. And obviously, the Wings, all those playoff runs, twenty straight years, like it's easy to be a Wings fan. You uh-huh. know, it's hockey town because I mean they're the Wings. You it know? is right. Um, but you know those early, you know, kind of mid two thousands um, Tigers teams into the two thousand twelve to fourteen. It's like okay, you know. This yeah. is baseball. It is. Yeah. I think the Tigers carry Motown 
Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah. I think I think there's a lot to be said about the hockey town side of it. But I mean, like you and I were talking about that whole hockey strike mm-hmm. was bad on a lot of that. But I'm I would say if you're down there, I don't I don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of people down for for hockey as well. But I think that the amount of draw that people come into the city just mm-hmm. to see the Tigers is huge. You know, I mean, you look at those restaurants and you look at those mm-hmm. bars and stuff before a game, and not just. You know, hours before the game. I mean, it's days before mm-hmm. even. And everyone's know. downtown now. You know, you got the four major teams yep. right downtown. It's like the buzz around the city's huge, and you're just kind of now starting to see it pay off those rebuilding years and stuff. And it's cleaned um, up a lot. Too. Yeah, and unfortunately for fans, you know, they just been kind of caught in the crosshairs of the rebuilds and stuff. And you know, they're kind of in the middle of you know this economic game with investors and stuff. And obviously, it, it's a business. There's no way sure. around it. But um, you know, people aren't going downtown to see you know, political statements and stuff no. like that. They're going, you know, from a, a pleasant break away from, you know, what might be their nine to five job or, you know, my, the best man of my wedding, you know, works on, on the midnights at the Livonia transmission plant for Fords. It's like, yeah. it goes down there to have a good time and you know, have a couple beers. Eat with some good bodies. food yeah, and, and, and like, a good bar and exactly, hang out. Yeah. yeah. Like you're not going down there to, you know, get reiterated stuff you're hearing at work or anything like that stuff you're dealing with. Escape. Like, yeah, you're going down there and, um, to be entertained, you sure. know, and, and um, you know, that's, that's our job. And, you know, I, I love that I'm able to do that. Yeah. And it's, you guys are doing a good job. Like, like Scott said, I mean, I think there's a lot of potential with the team. I think there's a lot of potential coming, you know, you guys got, man, I mean, we could talk for hours about the, the positivities that are mm-hmm. coming out of there for sure with the Tigers and, and whatnot too. But, um, I mean, I think as a whole, you know, the whole city and like you said, everybody else that you talk to, you know, athlete wise down there, that that's mm-hmm. what they want to do. They want, you know, we don't see in Detroit, we don't see a big push of, I don't want to say the stereotypical, you know, this professional athlete that's mm-hmm. kind of cocky and kind of whatever. I mean, we don't, we don't see a lot of that here in Detroit. We haven't had a lot of in a long time. And that's good to see when it comes out of a, a city like that. And you can say, Oh, this is my team and this is what, what they're after. And for you to come in here and, and, and like I said, or like you said, sitting here and, and just hanging out with us and, and BS and like, you know, like you said, just an everyday guy and hunter. You know, it's great to just great to enjoy. Everyday guy that trains four hours. A right, day. yeah, four hours <laughs> a day. Has to have tailor made freaking jeans. Yeah, for the tree trunks. Oh, you talking I, to him? No, yeah, no. yeah, I know, right? You know what kind of tailoring they got to do to mine in your pants? <laughs> no, but like going back to what you said, it's like there's something so gritty, you know, dirt under your fingernails about Detroit, and you know that's just been my whole life. Um, you know, coming from a, a working class family, you know, both parents worked and stuff. It's just like set that example and you know once it kind of started taking off you start really figuring out you know how detroit was built and how it was booming you know at mm-hmm. one point and um, one of the biggest cities in the u.s and it's like you know why isn't it like that now and right um you know you can get all political and whatever you want but you know that spirit still kind of still lives on you know it's still a you know, sweat of the brow town and um you know people people love that and yeah it's and, strong and you know it's really kind of caught on more than i thought you know people have um, regardless of what I've done on the field, it's just been, you know, every time people come up to me and talk to me, just like, oh, you know, we love, you know, what you do, like, outside. And, um, you know, the kind of example you're setting, it's like, it's just easy to be me, you right. know, because I you know, grew up downtown. Well, yeah, and the hometown guy that, you know what I mean, that when you come back and that opens that side of it up, that people love that, too. They love that they can relate. Like, you grew up in the neighborhood right next to mm-hmm. me. Now this guy's out here doing this and, mm-hmm. and things that – Let's be real. They can't do, you know, most people are not going to be professional athletes. I know there's statistically there's numbers, but 
most aren't, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're going to succeed in their own, in their own special way. But being able to look up to you from that aspect, they, they love that. So, well, as we we're approaching, a lot of of excitement for Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think it's, it's great. I mean, it's buzzing again. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we're, we're approaching an hour, so I won't, I won't delay much longer. I mean, I, I, you know, as far as like digging deep into Scott's stories or anything that he's going to bring out. So, but like when you want to come and we'll get you on some dogs, Oh yeah, you know, we'll make sure that we got you an AR that is not going to. I forgot. I forgot. (laughs) We are, we're, we're going to design an AR. We are. We are. For Eric and and get him out coyote hunting and get Hunter out there. Hunter's got an AR, Mm -hmm. top 10% edition. Yep. He's got a 6.5 Grendel and so he's going to have 6 millimeter R, him and Brent. And we'll get out and do some sets when. You yeah, know, when you get free, man, we'll get you on it. After October, you go do your wasted deer hunt up in Kalkaska. Where you <laughs> That's what I told him. I was like, look, this thing is just turning. Even though it's deer season, this thing is just turning into a coyote camp. You know, it's like there's coyotes all over the place up there, especially public land. No one's hunting them up there. Right. It's just like, man, if we're not, like, we see deer every time, but it's like, you know, are we just going to keep shooting does, you know, day right. in and day out? So it's like, you know, let's go up there and, and make it fun and sure. you know, do something like that. We're going to get you set up with AR-15, probably 6 millimeter art. Let's do it. And we'll get some pictures of it and get you back out here. And You guys yeah. know best. Point me in the right direction. That we can we, do. We know a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. know a couple of guys. <laughs> we know another Hollis. Oh, yeah. We do. Yep. Big he year. set up my bow. He did? Yeah. He did he a did. fantastic job. Yep. Yeah, we, so we're excited. Um, Brent, we can't thank you enough. And yeah, I appreciate it. done for top 10. We're sit, as where we sit right here. In this mm-hmm. podcast room, this room used to be a dog kennel, and then it turned into, we turned it into a, this used to be where the desk was, the phone yep. desk, and yep. now it, we turned it into the podcast room, and behind the door behind me, Brent and his crew came in, built the wall, designed, which is my wife's studio, Edge Beauty Studio, mm-hmm. full on business where she's running probably 15 and, and Kyle's girl, Callie, she's back there. We're running probably 15, 20 clients a day, uh, Tuesday through, where they work, Tuesday through Saturday? Sometimes, I don't know, but mm-hmm. it is a buzz. Well, they're putting, the website putting up with our bullshit, too, when we're in here all loud and laughing it up. Right, you know? I mean, it, it, it's brought my family to get my wife, my son, and his girl over here, and, and it... it that camera, you know, that, that mm-hmm. bond. That's what it's about, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And to hear your story, your success in your life, young man, you got it going on, man. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Oh, you're I'm extremely good, lucky. You're going to be yeah. a good father. I'm blessed with good kids. You know, we went our ro- rocky road. Oh, we, <laughs> we, the bond between hunting gave me. Self-proclaimed. You know, mm-hmm. the bond in hunting for me and my son is un- unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And it fixes almost everything. We have our arguments, but hunting has been our bond. And, and you've got so many traditions you're already teaching. Mm-hmm. And you got this, you know, a great wife supporting you. Mm-hmm. Oh, no doubt. Hats off to her mm-hmm. to yeah, go through the sure. rough years oh, where you sure. were grinding and yeah. probably at the lowest. And now you hear you are. Mm-hmm. Man, good yeah. job, man. So it was just, it, yeah, it was always just easy for me. That was never a question mark. You know, she was just a rock through everything. It's just like, Oh, you know, we got to move out of this you know, shitty Section Eight apartment <laughs> to go to the next one. It's like, all right, I'll get the truck. You know, it was just right. so easy all over the country. Just 
um, you know, taken three kids all over the country as well. And now the fourth one, you know, now we have a, a little bit better set up, you know, with our own house, driving downtown every day. It's like, it's a little bit easier, but I mean, those, those years on the road, you know, we obviously wouldn't trade it for anything. And um, I tell her all the time, you know, like, I don't think, you know, normal couples have like this great relationship that we have, but it's like, when you just experience all that bullshit for so long, it's just like, you know, no, no doubt. Fight the battle, win the war. Exactly. Yeah. And even though we still have our arguments over normal crap and most times just bad communication, you know, stuff that I do wrong, whatever. I don't want to go to this restaurant, but I do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, um, you know, it was never a question, you know, that we want to be together. So it was just always easy for me to just, you know, wherever we were going, okay, we're going together and it's easy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you guys are in the exact same boat. We are. Yeah. Yep. Well, big thing with Brent. Big thing with Brent. Brent's got only a few years left to where he can get out there and chase deer. <laughs> He's talking. <laughs> You're about to keel over digs, and die. The digs what? are deep right we now. Got, Wait, where is got, this going? We got to get you more time. You need I agree. more time, mm-hmm. brother. You need more yeah. time. And it, it, you You're know, busy. I only got, got a couple friends in my life. You're one of them. And, and there might be two more, three more. But you and another one just got to get out a little bit more. Got to get out a little I bit I agree more. with you. And um, Who doesn't need to get out? Right. Well, yeah. well, That's, but someone had, that deserves to get out he's more. He's successful yeah. as a leader, but he, he, he's got people. He's got people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got people. He's just wearing it all on his shoulders right now. So you need to kick him in. Kick him in. The, yeah, you know, sometimes. Them, kick him in the bass and kick him. Sometimes get, you, get need the, you, you need that motivation, that little punch to get you moving. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes to get you, get you on the other side and just go, you, hey, well, hey, take the time. <laughs> Hunt? Yeah. Like, not include carrying a camera? Twice? No, more than that. Three times? No, I hunted more than that. You did not hunt that much. No, I didn't. No. Take the time, no. man. Oh, that's I know. What I'm yeah. always showing them about. We take like, time for let granted. Let me go on a property with because, like, obviously during the season, I can't you know manage land. I don't know ins and outs. Sure. Like sometimes I can't even hang stands. You know, it's just like I'm not here all the time. So it's like when I can go with hunt or whatnot, it's like sweet. You know, yeah, I get you almost to, need somebody that's you know. Yeah, you know, for the, sure. The secretary of the deer hunting world. And just <laughs> learning, like, how to be in a stand, you know, like, what you can get away with, what you're doing, when to call, what to do. You know, it's just sure. easy to take a crash course just by being there doing it. And it's like, yeah. you know, they've been um, monumental as far as, you know, my love to continue hunting. Because, you know, if you're going out every time and just not seeing shit, having a horrible time, it's like, well, you, and you would know waste, any better. You would waste so much time too with the yeah. other things that you would need to do, you know, whether you were chasing public land and, and not to say that public land's bad, but cause there's lots of positives in the public land side, but you know, you would just be, you know, all that, what you just mentioned, hanging mm-hmm. stands and scouting and doing all those things. If you got somebody else that can point you in those directions. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Brent. Yeah. You know, to be able well, to do that and Hunter as well. Hunter, yeah. Hunter, Hunter and, and Kyle. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you say, I know that deer ain't gone by there. In 20, 30 days, that deer hasn't gone through that area. Somehow or another, they both kill the deer. That's exactly no how I shot poor, my buck this past year. Yeah, poor Chase mm-hmm. will literally go out there and sit 80 oh, freaking times. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, I was like, ah, man, 
oh, I'm running a little late. Now I'm going to go get in the saying, you know, I just shot that 10 point. Yeah. <laughs> Same as Kyle's like, hey, man, I blew it on that deer. I got I got backdoor on that deer. And so a month later, he's like, well, let's go set a camera over here and see where if he's. All right, I'm going to set over here. I'm like, man, that deer never uses that corridor. Well, I've got a picture. I think maybe he's using Man, we're in the stand. I'm over there. Yeah, he's still alive. He's starting to move. Daylighting again. Ring. I shot a giant. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean he shot a giant, bro? The hunter did that Man. exact same thing. It was like opening weekend or something. Like we went out and sat opening day, um, passed like a couple of does, whatever. Like they've been seeing some decent bucks in the camera. And um, I don't talk to him for a couple of days. I'm like, damn, I wonder what Hunt's up to. I hit him up. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I got it done last night. I was like, what the hell do you mean you got it done? What are you talking about? He sends you a picture of this buck. It's like, you think you'd be a little more excited than that? Yeah, he's like, yeah, just yeah. another day's work. Got it done last night, man. Good for you. There That's was awesome. a story with Hunter. A couple of years back, we were down in Ohio, farm we hunt. And he was playing baseball down at Walter State in Tennessee. And... Um, Chase and I were able to get down to Ohio a couple days before, and there was nice buck popping up on camera. So I'm always trying to get Chase to, because Chase hunts three times more than all of us as far as my family goes. But he is film first, shoot second. Mm-hmm. Hunter is shoot first, hopefully Hopefully I might catch something. Maybe I got it. Maybe I didn't. You know. So I told Chase I'll go down. I'll carry a camera for you, and we go and hunt this this area and hunt this one specific tree stand where we got pictures of this deer and go out there and hunt it for two days. Don't see it. Hunter comes down late from school from from Walter State. Drives up. Yeah. Jumps in a tree stand, you know, gets, takes a quick shower, gets out there with only like an hour and a half left, you know, and he gets, we let him go over to that spot where, you know, we didn't tell him we had already beat it up for a couple of days. <laughs> Wasn't 45 minutes later, man. He just calls me up. He goes, I got him. You know, and I'm like, what? You know, there's a 154 inch eight pointer, you know, 154 inch eight pointer down there. And I'm going, Poor Chase, man. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> this, you know, he's just got Chase that, like, like calmness to him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Know, Chase where it's like man. when Hunt's in the stand, like I mean, he could be sneezing or hacking along and just deer walk straight yeah. in the stands. Like sometimes you feel like you blink and that thing takes yeah. off. Yeah, Hunter's got that. The same with that yeah. kid, man. Kyle, Kyle's just you know they're just killers, man. I don't know. How they, you know, yeah. There's no way of explaining it. Mm-hmm. No. Hey, we went. We're down in Missouri, and. Hunt on on a big deer. We had the big deer. I'm filming for him. I'm like, dude, it's a big deer. It's not a big deer. It's a, it's a big deer. Shoot him. Shoot him. It's a big deer. And he goes, I can't get a shot. I says, right there. Shoot him. Didn't shoot the deer. We look at the footage, and he's like, I ain't a very big deer. I says, big deer. I'm telling you, I saw the whole wreck. He, he's a giant. So he goes back in there, and I go hunt a stand. 300 yards away, and I'm like, I, I'm going to go. And he's like, I ain't in no hurry. I'm like, you need to get in the stand. I ain't in no hurry. He walks into the stand. Like, he's walking, and he comes around. And the deer is eating acorns. The big eight. What are acorns? Acorns. <laughs> he's eating oh, acorns. Oh. The native from Missouri. <laughs> yeah. He's eating acorns. 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 <laughs> 
pecans, pecans. <laughs> the wind is good. It is, it, I mean, it's perfect setup, and the wind's good, but he's, like, right there, and he's just, like, in, you know, I, I pulled, I took a, um, uh, took that area, and I took my brush hog, and I took my chainsaw, and I created, like, a, like a giant V, and they come off one ridge, and they go through there, and, and, and it's the acorn trees. They drop early season all throughout there. And he's right there, 18 yards from his stand. He gets all the way to stand. He's trying to put his camera up on the step. <laughs> and the slight breeze comes up from behind him. He could shoot the deer off camera. Oh, yeah, I could have killed him. Yeah, you could have <laughs> killed him. Slight breeze. Deer picks his head up. Walks off. Instant phone ringing. This is fucking stupid. I said, what? The damn deer was there. He ain't coming back. I said, oh, you never know, man. I'm thinking deer ain't never coming back. No way that deer is coming back. You blew it. But I'm in a good spot, right? I'm like, oh, he might come back. Just get in the stand. He, 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 he might not even got your win. I'm just trying to tell him because he's ready to walk over to my stand to kick me out. You know, because he blew it. Like, And I'm like, all right, man, you got to be kidding me. And he's like, I'll just get in the stand. This is bullshit, though. Can't believe that happened. All is fulfillment. I should have just shot the deer. I should have just shot the deer. And I'm like, okay. I'm sorry, bro. You want to switch? And he goes, no, no, no. I wish he would have switched. <laughs> because I'm sitting in the tree. And I forgot a part of my tree stand earlier to set up where I wanted to set up. So I sat in the property owner's ladder stand, which if you moved your butt cheek, left, you hear this little yeah. squeak? Listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. Right? That's no bullshit that we put together. It's an Amish farmer. It's it's dirty, rinkety ass. And I'm like, I look down. Oh, man, there's a 170-inch, 180-inch typical. And he's coming right through. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to smoke this joker. I get my camera perfect. I got my camera, and he's coming up, and he's right there, right where I should have been. Chip shot. And he's, he starts working his way a little bit, and he's got to come up the hill, and this is where I'll be real still. That's all it took right there. You hear that? Mm-hmm. That's it. Look, ain't, ain't. Done. Eyes, boom, right on me. <laughs> Fuck. He calls my bro. I shot that big <laughs> Oh, come on, man. You got to be shitting me. I just shot that big A. He walked right in. He came right underneath the tree. Tell Eight me. acorns. He yeah. was. Tell me what happened. I don't know. I climbed back up in the tree. Right, I seen one deer before that. A little spike horn. That last 15 minutes. Coming off the back door. Don't even know how he got over there. Because I watched him go this way. Coming off my back door. Walked right under me. Just feeding acorns. Walked right under me. Right at the last 15 minutes. He's right here. I just grabbed my bow. I drew it back. He's five, six yards right there and stuck him. Done. Wow. One sixty-one point. I mean, that's the great part about being out there, right? You could do everything completely ass backwards, and they could walk uh-huh. right in your shooting lane. You're like, how the hell did this happen? Right? Well, you do everything well, right. I, I set that area. And do yeah. everything that's wrong. What happened? I set that area up. Yeah. I set that area up. Pre-scouted the area. He actually told me. Him and the landowner, because the landowner told me, and he told me, Dad, there's big deer over there, big deer over there. You didn't set that up. So I set it up. It's like an overlooked spot. It was an overlooked spot. Overlooked, you know. 
what had the acorns in it early season. Deer weren't moving far. Yeah. Bedding was real close to it. A lot of those spots out there. I mean, I was 250 yards from the Amish house where they're doing their everyday work. They're making noise and they're over there banging around. I can hear them. I'm over there thinking, I'm not going to see no deer, but it's just one of them overlooked spots. Just a normal day for those deer, too. Yeah, them deer are used to that, you know. And with the the, the Amish, they walk back and forth from their farms, you know. So ultimately, what I think happened was that deer probably thought I was one of the Amish walking. Across the fields to the farm. Yep. Well, they ain't listening. You you probably smell like you've been in the field. They're not listening. You might have to edit that out, Cougar. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. He picked that wind, hit me in the back of the neck. Deer picked his head up. He looked at me, dead in the eyes, turned, did two trots, and walked away. Now, I didn't know if the deer was scared. He did two big trots, and he walked right up the hill. Just subtle, just depart. And how far were you from him? 300 yards. 300 yards, okay. But on the and other side of the Amish house. Right. Yeah. Wow. I was just off what we call the OK Corral. Big, nice food plot up there. But you got an early season, you got to get in the woods to catch the deer. Coming on up. the mm-hmm. acorns. <laughs> acorns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the key. It's different than here. Yeah, I mean, they walk slow. They eat they acorns here. Acorns real slow. <laughs> acorns. <laughs> hey, I was just feeding off of what's it. Everybody calls them acorns. Acorns. Mm-hmm. I know. Acorns. I know all yeah, about I it. Know. I don't know. How do you... Acorn? Acorn? Acorn. No. Well, I mean... It's acorns. I, they say whatever. Pecans, pecans. They say it's all pecan. different. It's pecan. They have pecan pie. I like that sweet pecan pie. Yeah, yeah. With that glaze over it. You like that, Eric? You can't have that shit, can you? <laughs> Depends oh, what time of year it is. Yeah, he's, <laughs> like, he's like, why is this guy talking about that sweet No, pecan? during the year, it's like it's a struggle just to keep weight on. Like, my activity level is just so high. I mean, like, I'm getting to the field, you know, 12, 12, 30 every day, 1 o'clock at the latest, playing a 7 o'clock game. I mean, we're just moving the whole time, you know, learning left field, doing all my catching stuff, all the meetings, learning first base too, doing all my hitting stuff. It's like it starts just adding up and up, and it's like trying to eat to maintain that sometimes is a challenge. Yeah, Just hang imagine. around with me. I keep enough snacks around <laughs> I ate a whole pound of turkey that my wife brought me. I think she said it was supposed to last three days. That joker didn't make it for six hours. <laughs> that was delicious. Oh, Lord. Well, before we get off on another tangent, we're getting the signal from Cooter that uh, time to wrap things up. So, uh, once again, I want to thank Brent and Eric especially for joining us today. Uh, we appreciate you coming in top 10. We appreciate what you're doing and coming in here and, uh, you know, talking about uh, your passions and everything that uh, you enjoy and allowing us to kind of share our, our hunting side with you as you share the baseball with us as well. Um, and uh, once again, we'll catch you on the next one. So yeah, let's thank uh, you guys for having me. It was awesome. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate it. Let's have a great season and, you know, hopefully we can uh, catch you on the field too. And Definitely. You know. Keep those stats up. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So, (laughs) all right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. And uh, once again, thanks for joining us on the Top 10 Podcast.